Breakfast. Hot 1027 Breakfast. Very, very excited to have with us this morning Andy McCluskey, who of course is from OMD, the lead singer, and been there for 45 years. Good morning, Andy. Good morning to you. How are you? We are very well, thank you. Now, Bunny and myself, we can't wait for you to come to South Africa. When were you here last? I am ashamed to say <laughs> that it will have been 12 years between the last gigs we played and coming back in April. So it's been a long time, but we're very excited to come and play again. Sure, that is terrible, but we won't chastise you here during the people. We'll <laughs> sort it out when you're here. Very exciting for you <laughs> to have you back after the incredible span of work that you've put together and a brand new album. Tell us a little bit about um, Bauhaus Staircase and where the kind of concept came for that and, you know, where the kind of the musical themology around that is. Um, I'm an art geek, so Bauhaus was an art school in Germany. And yeah. The- early part of the 20th century um, essentially it, it's not a history lesson people don't need to be scared of the song it's really just about a celebration of the power of art and I think during Covid when we weren't allowed to go out to go to theatres and cinemas and concerts uh, and art galleries you've suddenly realised you miss it um, so it's, it's really about a celebration of, 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 of what art can do really and um, that, yeah, to be honest, the album possibly wouldn't exist if it wasn't for COVID because uh, I had nothing else to do but go and sit in my programming room and get down to some work, um, which I'm excited about because I think the, the, the album has been incredibly well received. We'll be coming to South Africa. We'll play a few tracks from that, but, but we owe you a Greatest Hits concert yes. because before COVID, we were touring the world celebrating our 40th anniversary. Well, now it's our 45th. So. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, if you look back, I mean, to the late 70s and, of course, into the 1980s when you dominated the charts and every radio station uh, pretty much around the world. I mean, what would you say was the best time? What were the, what was the best song you loved promoting, you loved singing at that time mm. back in the 1980s? Was it Enola Gay or was it something mm. else? I suppose, really, if you look back over the years now, Enola Gay has become the song that is the one that is most synonymous with orchestral maneuvers in the dark. It wasn't at the time a hit in every country, but it just seems to have kind of kept this steamrollering momentum going. And so that now you, you see it in the top three of every Spotify uh, 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 list of OMD anywhere in the world. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, an, an unusual subject for a massive hit single, but it, I mean, it sold five million copies back in the early 80s. So. Uh, it was a huge record. I mean, it was all about... It was an anti-war song, really, wasn't it? I mean, it was named after the the, uh, the American B-29 Super Fortress bomber. Yeah, it, it, it was essentially... It, it, was a, it was a moral dilemma question, you know. I mean, it's a bit, a bit heavy for a breakfast radio, but it's <laughs> essentially, you know, do you kill 150,000 people and save 5 million discuss <laughs> in an aeroplane named after your lovely mum? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean, if if you look back to the 1980s, I mean, we're a we're an old school radio station, so I mean, we broadcast Good. throughout Johannesburg. We play the best of the 80s and yep. the 90s. I mean, there seems to be a whole generation of younger people loving the music from the 1980s. Are you finding that? Certainly. I mean, I think that you know, old guys like us are blessed that we're now living in this kind of postmodern era where there's nothing new, so therefore there's nothing out of fashion. And if you're considered to be kind of 
iconic in your genre and you've got great songs and you can still play them live, then people are interested to hear them and, and, and see you. And so we're blessed that we're in that era now and uh, that's allowing us to, to keep touring. Gosh, that's such a lovely um, silver lining talking about there's nothing new so nothing goes out of fashion. I, by the way, wasn't born while you were being famous. <laughs> I love the old school, but I only appeared mm. on planet Earth in 1987. But I'm one of those young people who absolutely loves the old school, loves the work that you've been doing. But I can imagine that, you know, on the other side of an early game being so popular, do you have um, a song that you don't like um performing i know nirvana for an example <laughs> nirvana for example had that huge smells like uh, teen spirit but apparently Kurt cobain hated performing it because people wanted to hear it everywhere he would go and mm-hmm. um, you know what I, I never really understood that mentality bunny I, I just think that if you have been blessed to have a monster hit mm. and it has resonated with people globally then you're lucky people and respect that song and respect people's memory of it and go out there and play it exactly how they want to hear it every night and count your lucky stars yeah <laughs> i mean i mean if if you, you you're quite right i mean but you're still touring you're still doing gigs i mean is the energy still there and i mean i say that bearing in mind that you know the rolling stones have just released a new album yeah. and are touring yet again you in know in their 80s they've just mm-hmm. done hackney diamonds my goodness Mm. It's. I, I think the, um, the the one thing I would say is. I mean, we we still love touring. The what you, what you increasingly find is that the party is on the stage for ninety minutes. Once we come off stage, we turn into kind of zombies. Um, and and the only other thing that's changed now is that my. My, my current rock and roll drug of choice is a cortisone injection in my left knee because I have no cartilage. <laughs> still drugs. It's technically still drugs. Give me a cup of tea and a cortisone injection. Thank you very much. And now I'm on stage. I mean, you're coming here next year, and I tell you what, we're looking forward to that. But I see that you. I mean, you're not only coming to South Africa. Uh, February, March next year, you're playing 22 dates across the UK and Ireland, including the biggest ever London headline show at London's OT. OT to arena i mean that's going to be massive no it's it's remarkable considering we are now into the 45th year of our career we just bauhaus staircase just landed at number two in the uk album chart which is the highest we've ever been in the uk album charts and i mean it would have been number one if it wasn't for taylor swift but taylor swift is just a juggernaut you can't beat taylor swift um But, you know, it, it, it's it, we're doing something right. Mm. And um, we are, yeah, we, we, we're playing big gigs. I mean, you alluded to it earlier. I mean, we still have the same, um, we still have the same audience that grew up with us, mm. if you like. But now there are younger people who, 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 who love what we do and they will come along too. So that, as I look out across the audience, the age demographic is pretty broad. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, when you, when you look back to, to doing live gigs back in the 1980s, right? And you could even probably go into the 70s and 80s and you look at the technology that is available to musicians today. I mean, when you go and see a show now, you're seeing a spectacle. When yes. you were seeing a band back in the 1980s, you were seeing a band. But you weren't seeing all the graphics behind them. You weren't seeing, you know, the, the, the sort of technology that's available today. I mean, have you found that a huge aid going forward? We've always enjoyed doing whatever we could with whatever technology was available or the budget available to to, to 
to add to the band's performance. But I mean, ultimately, one of the things that you have to bear in mind, and we're about to go through this process again, is when you have giant LED screens on stage, they actually have to complement and be a foil to the band because if if thousands of people are just basically watching the big telly, you might as well not be on stage. You don't need the people, do you? You know, so you have to strike a balance between wanting to have a personal physical performance which people engage with and the energy comes from the people on the stage not from the, not from the visuals but it's it's nice to um it's nice to have both elements the other thing that i do enjoy though is the digital technology has made <laughs> i'm trying to find a piece of wood to touch it has made things a lot more reliable um we were pushing the boundaries of technology in the late 70s and the early 80s and boy did things break down all the time on stage <laughs> And now for something completely different. I found out that I didn't know that one of my favorite songs from the 90s from one of my favorite UK girl groups was co-written by you. And I imagine that a lot of listeners wouldn't know that you co-wrote Whole Again by Atomic Kitten. How was that particular part of your life kind of away from what OMD is doing? Or did you feel like that was an extension of your particular songwriting life? What was that period for you like? I, um, not only did I co-write Whole Again, I created the band. Wow. Um, I, ret- I retired in 96 and decided I was conceited enough to still think I could write good songs. I just needed a new vehicle because, you know, we've talked about postmodern, but in the mid 90s, that hadn't really dawned on us. Right. And the gr- grunge and Britpop made us feel like, oh, we're an 80s synth band, you know, we're, we're no longer welcome in the charts. So, yes, yeah, so I-, I created Atomic Kitten, uh, met all the girls when they were teenagers. Wow. Um, and, and 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 myself and Stuart, who now is now drummer in OMD, we 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 wrote that whole first album, and it was an amazing journey, and it was great fun. And um, still speak to the girls from now and now time to time. I mean, Kerry's still as wonderfully mad as she ever was. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was a remarkable period. Yeah. And, and I mean, just talking about, you know, you obviously, the, that was the 1990s. I mean, today's music, as a, as a musician yourself, yes, you're going out and you're doing the good stuff and, you know, you're well-practiced and a professional at all, of, at all of that. Who do you admire as, as, uh, as, as someone in today's music industry? Are, are there people that you like? You've mentioned Taylor Swift. Is there anyone else? Taylor Swift has, has, has remarkably strong pop songs, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I admire anybody who can, who can write a really well-constructed song. It's not that easy. Um, people are talking these days about AI, you know, and, and can you program algorithms to write a song? I don't think you can, because um, it doesn't matter how much programming you do, all, all a computer is going to do is, is to follow the programming. It's not going to think natural, lateral. It's not going to come up with something new and exciting. So I I still think human beings are, go- are going to be making the, the best music. and. Um, I still, I still love a lot of what I hear. You not? There's a lot of stuff now where okay. I think the music industry kind of. Okay. And then I'm going to go to the. They, they lost their business model for a while, and they got very conservative. And I don't think they've stopped being that way. And I think, I think if record companies could program AI computers to write singles, they would be. Yeah. Some of them sound that they already are, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Some genres have already... I mean, there is actually a genre called mumble rap where there aren't even lyrics, even though rap is all about lyrics. So, but, eh, it's the world we live in. Mumble There's rap. There's a genre for everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not sure I'm going to be going out and buying too much mumble rap. No. But, yeah. Simon, I think she just invented that. Yeah, I think she did. Hey, well, I'm going to be a millionaire then. I'm excited I'll, about I'll that. I'll Google it. <laughs> so, um... 
Uh, coming to the fact that you're coming to South Africa, I understand. Well, actually, one of the descriptions of the new songs on Bauhaus Staircase about your boyhood dream of being a paleoanthropologist. So will you be doing a lot of kind of boyhood excursions when you come and join us? You're going to come a little earlier. How much time are you spending in South Africa? You know what? You can tell that you're a young lady because you, you, your, your dentures didn't fall out when you said <laughs> paleoanthropology. <laughs> They're all still attached to my jaw. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Obviously, yes. I'm still fascinated. I mean, that's why there's a song called Anthropocene and Evolution of Species on the album. I'm I'm, I'm still, uh, yeah, a hominin paleontologist geek. Um, So I remember last last time I was in in South Africa, I went to Cape Town, I went to the museum, and everybody else went to Robben Island to see the recent history. I went to the museum to see the skull from a few million years ago. Stunning. Well, then you must do the same. In Johannesburg, the cradle, the cradle of humankind, and see Mrs. Plays and Naledi and all those incredible uh, fossils that they've been able yeah. to dig up and tell the human story. So that'll be your job. In- well, do you know what? Th- that is on my list because I fully intend, after we have done our two concerts, I am staying for a holiday. Oh, we're glad to hear about that. I presume you're going to spend some time uh, around the Western Cape tasting a little bit of the fine wine from there? Oh, I think there's a few things I wanted. Do you know what? We were so fortunate back in the very end of 1993 and into 94. We were one of the first bands to to come in and play in South Africa after the Musicians' Union lifted the embargo. Mm. And we did this amazing arena tour with the wonderful Mango Groove. Yes! And... um, and I don't think people, the, Ameri- the, the, the the South African promoters were used to having bands in. And what we normally do is we do three gigs and a day off. Right. It was the other way around. We did seven gigs in three weeks. So we were, we played Cape Town, three days on the wine tour. <laughs> Johannesburg, three days on safari. <laughs> Durban, three days swimming with the dolphins. Yeah, it's just like, so I don't think it's going to be quite as luxurious as that. But, oh, believe me, I'm going to make the very most of your country. Wonderful. OMD are going to be here on uh, on the 18th of April, 2024. They're going to be in Cape Town at uh, Greenpoint A-Track. Uh, that, of course, in Cape Town. Then in Johannesburg, they're going to be at Mark's Park. Sports Club in Emerentia and it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Tickets are on sale at breakoutevents.co.za There is one thing I need to say to you before you go Andy and that is you have realised that we have just won the World Cup uh, and we did we did beat um, the English as I'm sure you're well aware uh, and we've just, we've just had Westlife here and they came and made some peace by putting the Springbok jersey on uh, will you be encouraging the lads to do similar? I was entirely comfortable with your country winning the Rugby World Cup uh, because my father is Scottish and I support Scotland, not England. Okay, <laughs> well, there we, we go. We like, we like to look at that as South Africa B because we've yes. got a few of ours in there as well. <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, Andy McCluskey, thank you very much for joining us. We really can't wait to see you in South Africa. Hot 1027 Breakfast with Airlink. Wake the fun up with Parky, Bunny, and Simon. Fly Airlink, connecting Southern Africa.